the following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carlos Swanigan. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. I'm so glad you're tuning into the show today. We have a special guest on the show today. Tammy Hernandez is here with us. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It's great to have you. Um, Tammy wrote a book, you guys, that I got my hands on that I'm so excited to share with you. And we're going to be talking about it on the show today. And it is called Soul Beliefs, Removing the Obstacles that Prevent Breakthrough an intimacy with God. And Tammy, I'll tell you when I read just that part of it, just the blurb, I was like, Oh, I need to read this <laughs> because you won't know this, but my listeners will just last week and the week before on the show, we were talking about the lies that the enemy tells us and how we have to backtalk him and shut him up right away. And then last week, the following week, um, we talked about the lies that it's not even the enemy that we can blame. It's things that We've told ourselves, we've lied to ourselves about, or um, just some kind of untruth that we've partnered with about maybe our body image or our adequacy or our worth in some way. And it's it's not even the enemy talking smack to us. It's it's our own soul speaking, you know, that way. And we have to back talk. Um, that's what I called it ourselves sometimes and say, hey, you know, Carla, don't think that way. And so I had just, I think our show had just... Um, concluded and I got my hands on your book and I was like, Oh wow, this is a total like confirmation of that and a follow-up and such a great as I'm getting into it and I haven't even finished it yet. I was just so excited to have you on the show. But as, as I was getting into it, I was like, man, this is such a practical healing, um, guide for people. I love you guys. Tammy's, um, she just has such a great story. She shares a lot of her testimony in the book, and I'm not going to give it away. You're going to have to get the book to hear it. Um, it's just such a powerful testimony. But I just love the, the way that you talk to us, the reader, in ways that um, just really simplifies it and makes it clear. So I'm excited to share you with my listeners today. So thanks again for being on the show. And, um, yeah, why don't you just start by telling us how did you come to write this book, Soul Beliefs? Like what brought you to that? Well, it was a more like a uh, moment of, I have to figure what I really believe out. And it was just a, almost what I call a collision of what I said I believed and what I wanted to believe. Mm, that's good. And it was time to get to the bottom of really what was interfering. If God was offering me intimacy, mm. why was I not experiencing it to the degree that I wanted? Right. And I think that is that is the question right there for so many of us. Um, you know, all of us have been going through this crazy year, right? And such hard times for so many of us. And um, whether it's loss of a family member or loss of a job or um, depression, anxiety, you know, health issues, whatever it is, it's it's been a tough year. And for me, and I've talked about it openly on the show, there are times when I feel so far away from God. And, you know, I read the word. So I know that he's not far away from me, but just intangible, practical 
language, the truth of the matter is a lot of times it feels like he's far away and it's that intimacy that I'm lacking. Right. And so, yes, for people to know what's blocking that and, and ways to get around that, I think that's what makes this such a powerful book. So why don't you, um, I'm going to just quote you a couple of times if you don't mind and we'll just dig into it. So soul beliefs is the title of the book, you guys. And just really quick, if you've got a pen and paper handy, you can um, find the book at TammyJHernandez.com, and that's Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, J-Hernandez.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at Tammy J. Hernandez Author. And I'll say all this again at the end of the show, but um, TammyJHernandez.com is the way that you get the, the book Soul Beliefs. But I'm going to quote you from page 42, and it says here, Soul Beliefs are the unseen messages that are written on our hearts. In other words, they are what our soul man has unknowingly concluded about God, life, ourselves, and others. They are usually the results of a deeply emotional, positive or negative experience. While soul beliefs can be both positive or negative, we are going to discuss the damaging ones, the ones that hinder and even harm us in the book. So just to dig a little deeper into that, when I was when I got to that definition, I was like, wow, I, the word for me that struck me the most right there in that definition was what our soul man has unknowingly concluded, you know, and man, that's so like sneaky of the enemy and also so hard to like figure out, you know, how, how do we even recognize that we have that? Well, yes, believers, we really want to believe the word, right? Right. We quote it, we memorize it, but you know what? It's possible even as a dedicated lover of Jesus to have negative soul beliefs and not Mm. know it. Wow. And how we get them are wounds, messages, disappointments, things that Mm. happen to us. And the enemy comes in and he tries to write his message of hopelessness or rejection Mm -hmm. or any of those messages. And he tries to imprint them or carve those messages on our heart and Mm -hmm. our soul. Mm -hmm. And it takes an encounter with the Holy Spirit to be able to say Let him bring his light in and show you they're there because as believers, we don't want to believe that we think that way. Right. We are very quick to go, oh, well, God's good. God Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be going through something incredibly difficult, very painful. And, and we're so trained to be like, well, God is good. And we just shove it. We shove it and we shove it and we shove it down into the soul And I believe the Lord does not want us to do that, to shove them into our soul. He wants us to be real, yeah, to bring them into the light so he can heal them and write new messages. That's so good. Yeah. Replace the bad with the good. Yeah. And the lie with the truth. Yeah. Can you kind of like just share with us an example maybe of an experience in your life that kind of, you know, paints the picture and and gives the listener an idea, an example of a soul belief? Yeah. Um, when I met the Lord, <clears throat> I was age 19 and I had been through a lot of incredibly painful, difficult things as a child. And I fell madly in love with Jesus and surrendered everything to him. I was the first in line <laughs> to get inner healing, to get deliverance, whatever I needed to do to get my life free and close to him. And you fast forward a good 30 some years and I found myself still bound with fear mm still bound with rejection. It would rear its ugly head, still bound by shame Mm -hmm. until the point where I got, I just 
if you're offering me freedom, why am I not experiencing it? Right. I mean, would the real God stand up? That's how I felt. <laughs> like, seriously, you yeah. know, you say you're going to do this and I'm all in. Right. I mean, I'm a highly functioning Christian doing everything I know I'm to do. Why is it not working completely? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that popped up the biggest for me was, you know, we used to say in our church, God is good all the time. All the time, God, God is, is good. good. Yeah. Right? How many of mm-hmm. us can just repeat that, right? Yep. However, God revealed to me that in my soul, I was not convinced that he mm. was good all the time. Things that I heard, things that I saw, experiences that I went through, all were shouting to me something completely different than what I was saying. Right. And I had a moment with God where I was like, I cannot make excuses for you anymore. Mm. Whoa, that's powerful. I was done. Yeah. Like I knew I wasn't going to leave him, but I thought if I can't, if you're telling me I can have more, you have to show me why I'm not having more. Mm. Otherwise I'm just going to get on the ride and I'm just going to wait until I sweep by and by and I'll go to heaven. Yeah. But I'm going to hang on. Yeah. And I knew he was promising more than that, but I was desperate to have more. I wanted more. Wow. That was my moment of like, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to hear what one more preacher has to say. I don't want to hear what one more teaching. Yeah. Either you encounter me and show me what's going on, or I'm just literally just going to exist. Yeah. I think so many of us can relate to that. You know, um, I just personally went through a really hard year and my listeners know that too. And, um, actually, uh, separated and got divorced, you know, and after 20 years of marriage and that was, one of those moments after that was over, I was like, seriously, God, I mean, I believed you for how long for my marriage and it still didn't work out. Like, I don't know. Like you said, I was doing everything I knew to do. And, and then even, you know, in my own way and my flesh reverted to things that I'm like, okay, if that stuff's not working, maybe I'll try the old stuff. You know, I tried everything, you know, that I thought I needed to be or the person I needed to be to make that work and it still didn't work. Right. And I was so disappointed and I had that same type of conversation just this past spring with the Lord where I was like, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) And I have been all in and I'm like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to sit here until you're ready to tell me what I need to do. Cause obviously what I thought I was supposed to be doing is not it, which I don't think that was it at all. You know, free will, everybody makes choices and there's consequences for that and all of that stuff. And we live in a fallen world, but, That's how I felt. And I think so many people can relate to what you're saying. And it's those moments when you're in a disappointing situation or the loss of something or some kind of very painful situation where the enemy is, he moves in close. Mm -hmm. He literally moves in close and he starts whispering, you'll never be loved again. Mm -hmm. That's never going to work. Why are you trusting God? Do you see how that ended up? You know what I mean? And he tries to move in close. And if we're not careful, if we don't know what to do in those times, we can unknowingly let him write those messages on our heart. And then you go forward Mm -hmm. and you have that scar and it affects you whether you know it or not. Right. They're subliminal. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's kind of like the phrase kicking a dog when it's down. I say that about the enemy all the time. He loves yes. to come in our weakest point of pain, the yes. place where we, when we're hurting the most, I call it the back door deceit. You know, yeah. he comes in the back door sneakily, doesn't come in like waving banners and, and blowing a trumpet to announce his arrival. He's very deceitful and very yeah. sneaky about it. And we have to be aware. Um, He's especially good at that with Christians because we 
we love the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to do everything he says. So we will oftentimes get um, fooled by the enemy because we're just quoting scriptures mm-hmm. at that. And I love the word and it is Jesus. I am all in for the word. It's alive and powerful. Okay. Yeah. But you can quote something that you've memorized, but if your soul's not convinced it's mm-hmm. true, you can find yourself in just a very, you know, repetitive situation where you're not dealing with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're just quoting scriptures at it. Right. And that's the big thing about soul beliefs is when you have those removed, when you read the word now, you believe it. Mm. Wow. I would quote those scriptures, you know, um, I'm the righteousness of Christ and Jesus. And you know what? I didn't believe I was righteous. I just, I did not believe it. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. my soul was not convinced of that. And when I started having these encounters with God and he started showing me these lies and things that were written on my soul, and I started to actually believe what he said, Mm -hmm. then it was freedom, joy in my relationship with him. Yeah. So knowing the word is great. Yeah. It's great. It's so important, but you have to believe it. It's so good. I mean, even the enemy, right? Jesus said, even the enemy can quote the word at you. Absolutely. Um, I love one of your quotes in the book says what we believe determines how we behave. So, I mean, just back to that belief statement, you know, I, I had a spirit of rejection. I mean, I, I don't know that it was a spirit of rejection. I know I dealt with a spirit of rejection at one point in my life, but even after I had got set free and like I said, I went through deliverance when I first got saved and everything, but there was a message written on my soul that I was rejected. Mm. That I was not valuable, that I was not worth anything. And guess what? It showed up in my relationship with my husband. It showed up in my relationship with my kids. Mm -hmm. So these things affect us. Right. So just saying that they're not true is Mm -hmm. not enough. You've got to get to that root lie. And then you have to let him rewrite that message to the point that you're so convinced Mm -hmm. that it's true. That when the enemy tells you something different, yeah, you might go, oh, well... And then you're going to go, no, 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 wait, no, that's not the truth. Yeah. You're going to recognize it a lot quicker. Yes. We talked about that a little bit on last week's show about getting to the root of what's really causing you to believe the lie and where it came in and, and asking the Holy Spirit, exactly like you're saying, Hey, where, where's the root? What is the root of this issue that keeps, like you said, keeps coming back, back to me, keeps coming up in my life, whether it's in a relationship with a spouse or children or friends you know, in friend relationships, mm-hmm. those things come up all the time. And I think that's, that's really powerful to be able to, to get to the root and recognize that and ask the Lord to come in and speak the truth. Yeah. Um, you talk a little bit and you mentioned it earlier about scar tissue mm. and you talk a little bit about that in the book and you give an example from an injury that you had. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I got injured during playing racquetball mm. and in that process, you know, your body wants to rush and help you get healed. And in the process, though, unfortunately, it causes scar tissue. Mm. And when this happened to me, I started dealing with fear, like, God, why didn't you protect me from that? It was a very serious injury. It wasn't just, you know, a small thing. And so it was affecting my life greatly. And so I was like, God, where were you? You know, and I started to wonder, you know, why didn't you protect me? You know, Mm. I, I, I could have left that game before, you know, Yeah. just what happened is the enemy came in and he just bombarded me with all these things. And it was going on day after day. Plus I wasn't getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in severe pain 
What was the type of thing he was saying to you? He was saying, so you can't, all the things that I had already dealt with about fear. Because like I said, I mean, I dealt with fear, rejection, shame, legalism, performance, all of that. So you'd gotten free of that. Oh, yeah. And he was trying to come back. Yes, big time. The funny thing is I recognized him. But he was so consistent. Every morning I'd wake up and I'd be bombarded with these thoughts. And I perseverance. Yes, he is. And I thought to myself, you know, I should be able to hear God more than you. So I was getting very angry about it. And one morning I just, my husband was standing there and I looked at him and I said, I can't hear God. All I can hear is the enemy. Mm. And all of a sudden I had like a vision and it was the enemy coming at me and he was making all those suggestions and doubts and he had a knife in his hand Wow! and he was trying to move in close and all he was waiting for is for me to get into agreement with him. Mm. But because I kept doing what I knew to do, which was to stand against it, he was unable to move in really close, but he was trying to put that scar back on my heart and my soul to say, you see, you thought you could trust God. You haven't changed. Wow. You can't trust God, you see. But in that process, this vision that I saw, the moment that I had kept saying, uh, it was a it was a difficult battle. I mean, that's not a lie. It was. Sure. I kept saying it, but I I was it was hard. I was trying yeah. to starting to believe him. But you were determined too. I was, and that's what he was trying to do, and that's what he does when we've experienced rejection and we've experienced all these painful things. He wants to move in close, because if he can get in close. He can just etch that message on our soul. And the way that you stood against him was you just kept saying the true things that you knew to be true. But the difference this time is I believed it. So good. See, before I said it out of sheer obedience. I mean, really, my entire walk with God for golly, so many years, it's sad to say, was I love you, God. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't convinced he loved me. Right. So it was all on sheer determination. And now it's on enjoying him and partnering with him instead of working for him. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Right. Being a slave Being and an orphan about performance. Oh, it's there's no way that it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it at all. It really changes the dynamic of the relationship when you become a son or a daughter instead of a servant mm-hmm. or a worker bee, you know, yes. <laughs> it really does. I love that. Um, throughout the book, like I said, you, you guide and, direct you tell all these great stories and of your own personal experience. And we get to hear a lot of your own testimony um, from your childhood, even and where a lot of those lies came in, which I think is great because it helps us as the, as the reader and the person in need of being set free from these soul beliefs to be able to really like look at our own lives, like a mirror and be like, okay, well that sounds kind of familiar. And I walked through this, that, or the other. And I think it really, I don't know. It opened my eyes to things that I didn't even, like you said, once again, it's the things that I didn't even realize Yeah, was there. I'm convinced that you're seeing so many people walk away from the Lord that are in ministry, mm-hmm. musicians, pastors, Sure, they're quitting. And I'm convinced that the majority of it is because they have soul beliefs and because we're just trained, mm-hmm. like just deal with it, you know? Yeah. And they're not, and they're not dealing with it. And I can guarantee you that most of those things that, that have put them over the edge were things that they've been dealing with for a very long time. Oh, sure. I can totally relate to that. Like I said, when I went through my crisis this past year and it was like the enemy bombarded me again and again and again with many things, it wasn't just one thing. And that's what everybody I'm talking to this past year 
this past 12 months has said it's it's not just one thing it's not just two things it's like 12 things yeah. right and it's one thing on top of the other and you just get exhausted and weary and that's when it comes down to if you don't have a really intimate relationship with the Lord and if you're trying to perform all the time or you're just going through the motions saying like you said I call it Christianese yes and um, the things that you know we're supposed to say because we're trying to be good we're trying to be faithful believers we're trying to please the Lord but if you don't have that solid foundation of intimacy, that stuff's not going to hold you up. And I'm a living, walking, talking example of somebody in ministry who literally this summer, this spring, threw my hands up and said, I'm done. Yeah. Not like I'm done with God, but like I'm done trying to figure this out. It's like you said, I'm just going to coast. And I just I know that you're good. I'm not seeing that right now. So deep down, obviously, I didn't believe it. Yeah. And so I'm doing my own work, you know, to to come out of that and get back in that place of intimacy with him and out of the place of like pain and loss and disappointment and process and all that. And your book is really helping me. So I'm so glad that you wrote this. Um, Thank you. I want to remind the listeners that they can go to Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, J Hernandez, just like it sounds, dot com to order your book. Another thing that I love that you do in the book is um, at the end of a lot of the chapters, you have challenges and then you have prayers to help guide the reader through their own healing experience and even into their own encounter. And um, I love having encounters with the Lord. You know, that's what changed my life yes. and, and transforms me. And I always say you can't have any kind of encounter with the Lord and not come out transformed yes. um, no matter how big or small the encounter is. And I think that's such a great experience for people to have, but I'm just going to read for the listener. Um, this is on page 60 of the book. Um, whether we struggle with fear or control, the roots can always be traced back to our soul's view of God. And then you give some examples of like to get them thinking about whether or not they have a soul belief. And I'm just going to read a few of those. Do you think God can be a bit unpredictable? Does God ever seem distant or unsympathetic? Do you think God is just too busy for you or that you are unimportant to him? Do you struggle with fear? Do you find it hard to trust God with your dreams? Do you feel like God has let you down time after time? And I'm, I mean, there's more, but I mean, a lot of those spoke to me. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I need this book so fast. It's all about getting real. Yeah. Because what comes out of our mouth isn't always what's really in our heart. You know, we're used to saying the things that we know are right to say, mm -hmm. but it's time for us to get real. It is. And, and for our own health, our own spiritual health, you guys, we need to get free of this stuff. We, first of all, we need to recognize that we have it. Like, so if I read yes. some of those challenge questions to you and that, that you can relate to that, then believe me, there's probably some soul beliefs there and more than one, more than likely. Um, I just know based on my own life experience, just this past season I've gone through that when we go through the hard times and everything that can be shaken is shaken. That's when we need that intimacy with God more than ever. And we need, like you said, we need to believe it. Yeah. And that's where I had dropped the ball in a lot of areas in my life that I didn't even realize I had dropped the ball in, you know? So it's just recognizing it and then getting the help that we need to get through it and asking the Holy spirit to shine his light on it. And in the book, you, you walk us through all those prayers and all those ways to recognize it. I encourage you guys highly. Again, it's Tammy J Hernandez.com. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Tammy J Hernandez author. You guys get this book. It's going to help you. It's going to help somebody you love. Um, it's such a practical guide and, and such a, 
it's so easy to understand it. You lay it out for us in, in such a, a plain and clear way that I really appreciate. It's not some complicated formula we have to do. It's very intimate with the yeah. Lord, and it's all about partnering with him. And I, I love that it's not formulaic like that. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful, and I highly encourage you guys to get it. I'm going to pray for the listeners, but thanks again, Tammy, for being on the show. Thank you. And again, the book is called Soul Beliefs by Tammy J. Hernandez. Father God, thank you so much for everyone listening. And Lord, I just pray for all of us. Lord, that you would highlight by the power of your Holy Spirit, the the soul beliefs that you're ready in your perfect timing to deal with us about, and you're ready to walk us through healing and breakthrough on those. Lord, I just, I just pray for your, your highest and best for us. God, we want to walk victoriously on this earth. We don't want to just hang on by our fingernails. Lord, we want to bring you glory. And so I pray that for everybody listening now that you would set them free to be the follower and the son or daughter you called them to be. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. You can find out more about me in this ministry and listen to past episodes at scandalousgraceradio.com. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carlos Wanigan ministry resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan. On Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.